So we're continuing our exploration of the pastoral principles for living well together in our sermon series this week. Last week, Gail did an overview of all the pastoral principles of living well together. So if you missed that one, uh, you can go back and uh, watch it again via our website or our YouTube channel, or you can listen to it on our podcast. This week, we're focusing down on the pastoral principle of acknowledging our prejudices. And Andy and Beth are speaking to us about the passage from St. James's epistle and explaining to us the importance of acknowledging prejudice in order to move on from them. forbidden. My brothers and sisters, believers, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favouritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy, dirty old rags comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing the fine clothes and say, here is a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourself and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in the faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have dishonoured the poor. It is not the rich who are exploiting you. Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the house name, sorry, the noble name of him to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbour as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favouritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. This is the word of the Lord. nature. We're going to learn what it means to love each other well 
and to love each other as Christ loves ourselves. In this series, we'll be covering topics such as prejudice, fear, silence, hypocrisy, ignorance, and power. But today, we're going to be looking at prejudice. So firstly, this course is asking us to explore and reflect any prejudices that we may have. It expresses that we are all conditioned by our experiences in life whether that be negative or positive. That because of what we've experienced, we see the world in our own subconscious ways. We all look through the world in different lenses and we see things in different ways. <coughs> we have different opinions and different attitudes towards life. We are all unique and incredibly diverse. We are all different and can struggle to accept or even love those who we consider to be different to us. This course is asking us to look at the prejudices we may have towards issues such as sexuality, gender, identity, age, and socio-economic structures. I think it's fair to say that we've all probably at times had our own prejudices towards at least one of these categories. And we need to reflect on how these things have allowed us to treat people in our past and how we're going to treat people in our future. Sometimes you don't understand why people act the way they do. But it's important to realise that our differences are what unite us. It's our diversities that we can rejoice in. Central to our faith is the belief that each of us are unique and that we are all made in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully. <coughs> And therefore, we are all worthy to receive love. We serve a God who loves us. We serve a God who died on the cross for us. And we serve a God who rose back to life so that we could turn to him and be saved. Our God doesn't reject us because he doesn't agree with what we are doing. He stands looking at us with his arms wide open, waiting for us to turn to him so that he can tell us that he loves us. When was the last time that we treated someone like this? When, despite our differences or despite what we thought about a certain person, that we were there with our arms wide open, ready to love them unconditionally, despite what we thought about them? When was the last time that we fully embraced someone that we didn't agree with? In our New Testament passage today, we read in James about not having favourites that all should be treated equally, and that all are worthy of love, even the people we don't think that are worthy of love. As Christians, we are called to love and cherish all people. We are called to love God, and in order to love God, we have to love each other. We are called to love our neighbour as ourselves. These are the two greatest commandments that Jesus calls us to in the New Testament, to love God and to love others. Jesus is standing towards us with his arms wide open, ready for us to receive his love. And I want to encourage us today to do the same to all people, regardless of who they are or what they have done. We are called to love them. So I'm going to hand over to Andy now, who's going to speak to us more about the Bible passage um, in James.
Thank you, Jeff. Um, I'm just going to pick up on another point specifically in the passage um, about James contrasting these two very different people as we read, um, the rich man and the poor man. And looks can be deceiving. In this passage, the rich man on the outside has material wealth, he has a gold ring and fancy clothes, and what does the person say? Sit here in the, in the, in the nice chair, sit here in the honoured chair. However, while on the outside this man has everything, he's got money, probably got influence, he's got power, but he's corrupt on the inside. <coughs> it says that this rich man had been exploiting people, the very people that the letter of James was written to. It says this rich man had been dragging uh, these, the same people into court, probably, probably to try and get money off them or sue them or something. It also says this rich man had been blaspheming the noble name that they follow, blaspheming the name of Jesus. However, you have a poor man too, who has dirty clothes, probably not much money or power or influence or significance in that society. Yet, unlike the rich corrupt man, the poor man was rich on the inside. He is described as being given a richness of faith. It says in verse 5, Has God not chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith, and to, and to give the kingdom he promised to those who love him? So what this passage is saying is that things don't always appear as they appear on the outside. The successful people in the eyes of the world were actually corrupt. But it's the poor and unsuccessful people who are commended for rich faith and reminded that they would inherit the kingdom of God. Now this gives us two challenges. The first challenge is for us. Are we going to be that rich man, all shiny and successful, and uh, pretend that we've got it all together, yet actually on the inside, maybe not be as good as it seems, not really have a good and God-seeking heart? It's a hard challenge for us. A couple of months ago we talked about the art of honesty. Are we going to be honest with ourselves and honest with how we portray ourselves to our friends and fellow brothers and sisters? Or should we strive to cultivate that faith and relationship with Jesus Christ? Are we going to do the things that motivate us and that nurture us and nurture and um, mature our relationship with God? And grow our faith and love in Jesus Christ and be rich on the inside with faith. And let our love shine to those who we interact with and make Jesus visible by the way we treat them. So that's our first challenge. Are we going to be rich on the inside or rich on the outside? Secondly, as Beth was saying, how do we treat people? This this passage challenges us not to have favourites. It challenges us to treat everyone the same and to treat everyone as Jesus would. Now, I am from China. I have been uh, subject to prejudice and comments, even from members of my own church and members of uh, the people that uh, I love and love to be back to. Um, but I have been subject to prejudice, and some things can hit quite hard. Some things, um, while seeming quite innocent, can actually do some damage. Um, but Jesus challenges this. He says, 
Let's not see people how we would see them on the outside, by their skin colour, by what they sound like, where they're from. This isn't just about the rich and the poor, this is about loving people as Beth said, from a different, every country, any country, who have different accents or different skin colours. It's about loving people who might believe different things about sexuality or gender. It's about loving people who support a different political party and have different political views from us. It's about loving everyone that we come into contact with and not having any prejudices to take the scales and the lenses off of our eyes and the way we see people. And Jesus is the great example of this. He hung out with those that the world didn't seem worthy. He hung out with the tax collectors, the sinners, the prostitutes, the sick and the ill, the outcasts of society, without any prejudices. He hung out with them and he loved them. And he accepted them. And he shared his heart with them. I heard a good quote one time. Um, Humility is how you treat someone that doesn't give you anything in return. Humility is how you treat someone who doesn't give you anything in return. And how do we treat people who are different from us? How do we treat people who look, sound different, have different views? This is our second challenge, as Jesus did, to love people with humility. To not be prejudiced or judgmental, but to hear, to listen, Treat everyone with that same love and respect that Jesus showed both us and the world. That royal command to love our neighbour as ourselves.